feel awful all the time. I'm not even sure I can put words to it. You, it's not like nausea, but it is like nausea. It's a hatred and loathing. Of, it's just the most awful place to live. Hi, I'm Richard Fox, and you're listening to Messages of Hope. Over two million people in Australia live with depression, and one in seven will experience depression in their lifetime. David has lived with depression for many years and shares what triggered his depression, his journey to recovery, and how he has now overcome depression. So how do you overcome living with depression? I'm Richard Fox from Messages of Hope, and I'm here with David who has suffered from depression. David, how did you find out that you had depression? When could you identify it? Well, it would have started about 35 years ago, and this is before anybody was even talking about it publicly. So how old were you when you found out that you had depression? It probably started to grow in me around about the age of 29. Okay. So I was married with three kids, and I was just starting to study at university. I started to realise it then because it was affecting my studies. I had real struggle studying, especially studying two languages, and to this day, I don't know whether I'm any good at languages or not because just the depression just really, it brings down a cloud over your life. So, and you're never really thinking that clearly. It's a real struggle. I used to describe it as swimming through molasses and I felt awful. The darkness is not just psychological, it's physiological. You feel awful all the time. I'm not even sure I can put words to it. You, it's not like nausea, but it is like nausea. It's a hatred and loathing. of. It's just the most awful place to live. Do you know what triggered it? Or? Yes, I do. I know exactly what triggered it. I was in business with my dad. Uh, my dad was the youngest son of farmers, and he'd gone into business as a way of getting out of the pressure of um, marketing. He was a marketing executive, and the pressure was too much for him, and he bought my uncle's business. And he reached a point in life where he had a bad heart and wasn't coping and needed major surgery, so he invited Barbara, my wife, and I to join the business, and we did. But the business was never really big enough for two couples. It was barely big enough for the income for one. We did manage to grow it. We expanded what we were doing, and we ended up taking on some extra staff. But this was in Wyala, in South Australia. The steel industry was heading into recession, and people stopped spending money. So suddenly I'm running this business which was exciting which was at fun but there's no income coming in and it was never doing that great anyway in terms of income it was fun to be a part of but now I was looking at real serious money issues at a young age and I had to make the choice to shut the business down and do a deal with the creditors before they came in and tried to do a deal with me so I thought I'd get ahead of that. So were your dad still part of the business at this stage? Well dad had kind of retired and he was helping out part-time but he'd started the business and because he'd been the youngest son of farmers losing the business is a bit like losing the family farm. So it's going to break his heart? Yeah it was going to break his heart so his brother had started it he followed it on I came in so it's kind of two generations and it did break his heart. He saw all this work that he'd put in being folded. But how did that make you feel as the son going on that journey? Oh, well, like, like any farmer has to sell the property, really, I think. It makes you feel awful. You feel like you're letting everybody down. And for a son to let his father down in this space, that really caused some problems for me in terms of my relationship with my dad, which was OK, but, it was, you know, he was a man of his generation, so we were always a bit distant. He was a bit of a distant father too, even though he was always there. How does a time like that lead you on a path of depression? 
oh, you begin to hear the whisper in your ear about being useless, about anything you do is not going to work. No matter what you try, you're going to be crap at it. You pick up on the messages from other people. David's a nice guy, but he couldn't run a business to save himself, those kinds of comments from people who have never run a business in their life. <laughs> and you know that, but they are barbs and they stick. And progressively, they taint the way you think. And thinking then progressively becomes darker. Optimism is something that disappears altogether. Faith in all the positive aspects of the Christian life tend to disappear as well. The idea that God wants us to have a full life and to be fulfilled in the life that he gives us, you find that very hard to believe because you're useless. <laughs> you're crap at what you do. Depression can leave you in a very dark place. If you're struggling with depression, please call our Careline phone number on 1800 549 544. That's 1800 549 544. There are people who care. Coming up, you'll hear David's journey to recovery and how he found hope to overcome depression. I don't know who I am, but I know who I'm from. Does that make me who I'll someday become? All I know is what they say and the gestures I can see, knowing this is what they all expect from me. So take my tears and all my fears, I don't want them anymore. Take my love, I've had enough of only living with my, living with my pain. I'm Richard Fox and you're listening to Messages of Hope. I'm talking with David about his journey with depression. So David, when did you realise that what you were going through was depression? I know I had it when I was studying. I was at seminary studying to be a pastor. I was studying theology and languages. I was struggling with that. I knew something wasn't right. And my wife had chronic fatigue at the time. I thought I had chronic fatigue, but it, it turns out it was the depression which has a similar impact on your physiology. I was into the first parish, probably the second year. I was still pretty negative. My wife is smart and strong and she sent me off to the doctor and we talked about the symptoms. And the doctor went through a checklist and he told me I had depression. And we talked about what it was and he provided antidepressants for me and I gave them a go. So how many years did you struggle? I worked out I had depression for about 22 and a half years wow. all up and I learned a lot from it I've got to say I learned a lot about myself in that struggle with depression what were some of the things you learned oh, about about the importance of good character what were the strongest character values that a, a, any person needed I would rate integrity as my highest value and, and I've worked to that I'm not perfect and I've failed in that too but I want to have integrity in what I do which is what led me to um, realising in 1998 that I was actually burning out. It wasn't just depression, it was becoming worse than that. And so I resigned from the ministry and stepped out and I was out for about nine years and did other jobs. But in the meantime, my wife, while doing her own research on hormone therapy, discovered that hormones were being used to treat men with depression. How did that help you with overcoming depression? 
Well, first of all, you, you get rid of the biological reasons for it. My experience with dealing with the biological side of it gave me space to deal with the psychological side mm. and the spiritual side as well. When I was out of the ministry, a classmate came and found me. I had a couple of counsellors. I found a really, really good one that I visited for a few years, a Christian counsellor and a psychologist, actually, and we talked a lot of things through. What was it that was specifically good about that counsellor? We talked a lot about guilt and harbouring guilt. So that's where I started to deal with my relationship with my dad, who's a good dad. He's a good father. But fathers and sons all often struggle together. So I started dealing with my side of my relationship with dad, how I perceived him, how I understood him, how I thought he had impacted me. And I started to deal with some things like my relationship with his father is based on my knowledge of him as a child. I'm an adult now. And by this time, my dad had passed away. So I couldn't talk to him face to face, but I thought about him a lot. And I, I realised that I was coming at it with an infantile perspective and I needed to come at it with an adult perspective. I needed to understand the father's journey, which was good for me because I was a father. So I needed to look at that more deeply. So that helped me change my perspective. Seeking help is a great first step to overcoming depression. There are many people who care about you. For help, please call our Careline phone number on 1800 549 544. That's 1800 549 544. With help, you can overcome depression. There is hope. I don't know what you said, but I thought that you meant you give all the things I asked for and then more. So this Hi, I'm Richard Fox, and you're listening to Messages of Hope. You can be encouraged and uplifted by social media posts from Messages of Hope. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Here's David sharing his journey of recovery from depression, including overcoming guilt. So, David, was there anything specifically that helped you overcome the guilt? I think the guilt is a natural human thing, and if you are so mucked up in your head and nothing ever speaks to your heart, then all you're going to hear is accusations and criticisms. I'm teaching other people what the gospel really looks like and not grasping it myself. So I had to dig deeper for myself. For me, it's the decision to continue to pursue the depth and the breadth of the gospel. And what is the gospel for you? God loves me, regardless. Regardless, it doesn't matter what people say, it doesn't matter what I think about myself, I'm loved, I'm loved unconditionally. And that God is available to me at any moment of the day. I can come to him with any difficulty I have. I can just say, help me, Lord, or I've got an issue with this, and he turns up, and he turns up every time. He's never not turned up. And he's always there. (laughs) He's in me and next to me and with me. And, And the very moment I say help, he's a path towards understanding and sometimes a solution but always towards understanding. 
God knows what's going on, even if I don't. So I can just rest back into that. What does that new perspective now look like for you? No matter what you think of yourself, no matter what people say about you, God loves you unconditionally and holds you in the highest regard. So we rather look forward to the joys and the challenges and the celebrations of life with God. And there's good reason for lots of those. So over the journey and now, what gives you hope? I have the opportunity to share my story of the journey out of miserable darkness and considering the possibilities of what might be uh, with God. I used to hang on to, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Paul was saying, I've been rich and I've been poor. <laughs> mm. I've lived through celebrations and I've lived through struggle. And so I've worked out that whatever comes along I can handle. When I really worked out what that meant, I thought that actually means more to me now than it did before. It's not just a throwaway line now that I can live through whatever circumstances hit me now. I've been hit with some of the worst circumstances in my life. And here I am, alive and kicking, happy, joyful even sometimes, realising that life was always meant to be a celebration, a party. And you can't have a party on your own. It means being around people and having these kinds of conversations and over coffee, over a meal, and just celebrate life with people. Yeah. Hi, I'm Richard Fox, and you've been listening to Messages of Hope. You can watch videos, listen to podcasts, and read free booklets on this topic and many other challenges we face in life to discover that there is hope at messagesofhope.org.au. Go to messagesofhope.org.au to be inspired and encouraged. And you can also subscribe for free to this weekly program at messagesofhope.org.au. Or for a free booklet, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. Thank you for listening to Messages of Hope. I'm Richard Fox. I hope you can join us again next week for another message of hope. Real hope to cope with life's challenges.